Hiya, I'm Bio, and in case you're wondering, you are now listening to the Water Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <laughs> and most importantly, always remember, please... Don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. It's almost Christmas! Our second ever Christmas together as host and captive audience. You know, I love you guys. I never say that enough, do I? You really are the best fans. A funny, handsome, bearded, internationally recognized celebrity with a questionable singing voice could ever ask for. I mean, sure, Davido's fans sent him one million, but you guys are better. Much better, because you all tell your friends and family to listen to the podcast. Right? Right, guys? You know, it's, it's not too late to make that statement true. And because you guys love me so much, I'll be telling you what I want for Christmas. In song. Kachi, hit it! I may want a Mac for Christmas, but that's not what this song's for. I may want a million dollars, but maybe another year. I just want you guys to share. What a joke to all your peers. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is new. With the 25th of December looming, if you're Nigerian, you know what that means. It's Christmas? No, it's Johnny English. Get it? Chris, math, Johnny. Oh, shut it. I know it was funny. Anyways, yes, it's Christmas, which is a worldwide holiday, no matter the reason people in your environment celebrate it for. And as such, there are so many different ways people celebrate it. Christians in the Middle Ages chose the 25th of December to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a lot of politics behind the decision to celebrate on that day. Same with Valentine's Day, but that's not the direction I'm going with this episode. In Nigeria, if you grew up in a Christian household, then chances are that you found yourself in church on Christmas morning. No? But come afternoon, you'll most likely be indulging in some of the best home cooking for the past 360 days. And it's all because of one meal. We're talking about the second most important J on Christmas Day. The reason for the seasoning. Hit it! Jollof rice, jollof rice, jollof all the way. Oh, what joy it is to eat my orange-colored favey. Deck the halls with plates of jollof stew everywhere stew. Tis the season to eat jollof pepper 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 hot pepper. See how perfectly it fits into so many Christmas songs. I might even make a jollof Christmas album just because. The issue that we are debating today. As I've been in Nigeria for several days, and the first thing that everybody always asks me, have you tried jollof rice? What do you think of jollof rice? 
Have you seen Jollof rice? So what is this mythical Jollof rice? Is it a risotto? Is it some creme de la creme? Is it a magnificent foie gras with truffle oil? Jollof rice. Jollof is to Thanksgiving what turkeys are to Christmas. No, wait, it's the other way around. Turkey Thanksgiving, Jollof Christmas. And if Jollof isn't part of your celebration, there's a free plate for you at my grandmother's place in Nikiti State. If you want it, come and get it. Jollof rice has started wars, created love, ended friendships, and ruined personalities. You could say that the mere mention of the name is a modern-day Pandora's box in some circles. But that being said, people are always asking questions about it. But you rarely ever hear this one. Where did Jollof come from? Hmm. 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 Was it a gift from alien visitors? Was it found in the very manger that Jesus was born? Or did a time traveler accidentally leave it behind on a trip to prevent World War I? Or has it existed from the dawn of civilization? Whatever the answer may be, one thing is for certain. This amazing dish was indeed born in Africa. Some would even say it was made in Lagos. Mm-hmm. That, that joke would have slapped so much harder a year ago. All right, quick quiz. Did Jollof originate in A, Ghana, B, Nigeria, C, Senegal, and D, Djibouti? So what's it going to be? You know, I know it can't be obvious, so it's probably not Ghana or Nigeria. I'm going to go with Djibouti. Well, let's see if you're right. We'll travel back a few hundred years ago to the ancient Wolof Empire. I kid you not, that was the name. A medieval West African state that ruled parts of Senegal and the Gambia from the mid-14th century to the mid-16th century before breaking up and smaller Wolof kingdoms surviving until the later part of the 17th century. They were major traders with Europeans, dealing in foodstuffs as well as slaves. Yeesh. By the end of the 15th century, the Wolof states of Jolof, Kayo, Baul, and Walo had become united in a federation, with Jolof as the metropolitan power. Think of Jolof state as Washington, D.C. or Abuja. I like to picture it as a land flowing with Jolof and steel, as opposed to milk and honey. Mm. That would definitely slap. From that, it's entirely plausible that traveling merchants would refer to Thibodien by the place it originated from when trading. Yeah, so fun fact, what we now know as Jollof originated from a dish called Thibodien. Who would have known that that little dish would grow up to become the African giant? Mm-hmm. Fast forward to the 1800s, legend has it, that a great cook by the name of Pendam Baye created the first Thibodien in the 1800s in St. Louis, which was then the capital of the French colony of Senegal and later of French West Africa. Mbaye was cooking for an event and she planned to prepare a one-pot barley dish. However, she ran out of barley. But when you're cooking for the French governor, 
you can't be saying ingredients are finished. So she took a risk and she substituted rice in her one-pot dish of tomatoes, meat, and vegetables. The substitution was a hit. Please, sir. I want some more. Word spread fast. Whether or not this story is actually true, we may never be certain. The dish is still known as Thibudien in modern-day Senegal and is seen as the parent dish to the modern-day jollof. Nowadays, it's also called Sibujen and is often cooked with fish. However, while it is jollof's ancestor, it isn't quite the same dish. That is because while the dish originates from so long ago, it wasn't until more recently in the 1800s that something changed and birthed our beloved jollofs. So, what's the difference between Thib and jollof today? Is it A, new ingredients, B, slavery, C, cultural exchange, and D, all of the above? You guessed it, slavery. And new ingredients and cultural exchange. Yeah, it's all of the above. Back then, the region from the Gambia to Liberia was also known as the grain or rice coast. Because rice, millet, and other grains were farmed and grown along the banks of the Senegal River. Tomatoes, onions, and peppers were not, or rather are not, indigenous to West Africa. But with importations happening along the Senegal River, some foreign ingredients came into the mix and bam! That takes me to how it likely spread across West Africa. The dula are important in the story of jollof rice as they might be the starting point for the dissemination of jollof beyond the Wolof tribe. The dula nomadic tradesmen had trading influence spreading from the Senegambian coast to as far east as Niger and as far south as the coast of Ghana. These guys were the people you went through if you wanted to trade anything. Like, anything. Kind of like how is now. Haha, <laughs> thought I was going to do a free ad? Nope. As they set up trade posts across West Africa, and even new states such as Banda, Bonduku, and Gonja in northern Ghana and Ivory Coast, their trading facilitated cultural exchange such as religion, language, and food. This is likely how jollof spread to the rest of Western Africa. We're going on a short break, but don't touch that dial because we'll be right back. Now that you know where it came from, let's get into the second half of this episode. A war possibly is important and with nearly as many casualties as the two world wars combined. The Jollof Wars. To know how much of a cultural impact something really has, you'll see it through the music of the people. From praises to curses, there are all kinds of songs about Jollof. When it comes to Jollof Wars, there are no friends from foreign lands. This is a battle that predates the internet, of course, but that hasn't stopped it from being the most employed weapon in this ever-growing feud between nations. From Nigeria and Ghana, the two main warring states, to the rest of West Africa. Because you can take a man's wife, his family, his possessions, everything, 
But if you take his jollof, who is he? The hashtag Jollof Wars come up every so often. In 2014, it got its first major Twitter surge, but only came to a close when a white chef named Jamie Oliver released his own version of Jollof Rice. A pure adulteration. Remember what I said his people do to indigenous folks? It's in a different episode. This actually brought Nigerians and Ghanaians together against a common enemy with the hashtag Jollofgate. Two years later, Sister Deborah, that is her actual name, dropped this declaration of war. Less than a year later, our bumbling Lai Mohammed said this when he met with Richard Quest. Which country makes the best jollof rice? Uh-uh. I want to see probably Senegal. Senegal! Yeah, we clearly can't trust this guy. He has proven time and time again that he does not have our best interests at heart. But this, this takes the jollof. off. See what I did there? Hmm? Huh? The most recent, and honestly, I just have to say, Nigerians and Ghanaians will look for any reason to fight. The most recent cause for battle was Twitter's decision to have its Africa HQ in Ghana. Clearly does not relate to rice, but it was definitely a pain point. I was recently in Ghana on a mission to put to bed the age-old argument, and I tasted many rices of many colors, even pink. But I am sad to inform you all (sighs) that their jollof evaded me. And that wraps up my deep dish on the story of Jalof. Of course, this isn't everything there is to know, but only what I felt was necessary. So when you're having a better time, think about where it came from and say a prayer for the Wolofians. Because you, you really can't make this stuff up. Have a Merry Christmas. It'll be fun. Till then, eat Jalof. Thank you for listening to the end. If you liked it, or not, please share with your friends, family, enemies, and total strangers in any way you can. Help share the humor. It would also mean a lot if you could subscribe to this show on the official Jamet platform, and I'd love to respond to your comments on the official Jamet Twitter page at Jamet FM. Under the post for this episode, tune in next Monday for another episode because really, you can't make this stuff up.